Good evening, Mongols listeners. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Playoff Preview Show. I'm Justin from Mongols. With me is my buddy, Evan Villella from the USL Show and the Brotherly Game. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Tonight, we're going to chat about the first round playoff game between our Pittsburgh Riverhounds and Evan's Bethlehem Steel. Evan, welcome to the Mongol Show again. How are you? It's always nice to come back to my podcasting home. I, I don't know. Mike, Mike I... started this mess. <laughs> That's what I said. I feel like we have like a monthly check-in with you. Like I'm I'm with... more than happy to have it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, you realize this just means you're gonna have to have me on the USL show in November because uh you're not gonna be in the playoffs any longer. Sorry, shot oh, is that what we're, shot is that Sorry, what we're doing? sorry. So, so when like Phil and and Kevin and I all get bounced in like the first round, we have to completely switch out. No, no, no. You just have to have me on the show because we oh, have okay. to have our monthly okay. check in, and we can't. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. What we do you can't. guys? You guys aren't doing any like off season content that I can crash. Oh somewhere? yeah, no. I guess you could. I guess yeah. You could. All right, great. All right, Either sounds way, good. I'm flexible. I don't, all I don't right, know. sounds good. Great. So playoffs are here, yeah. uh, regular season is over, and we move on to kind of one-and-done games. So Evan, how do you feel like, I mean, you do the USL show, so you see kind I do. of all around the league. How do you feel about the playoffs, the way they shaped up, matchups this weekend, all that kind of stuff, just general thoughts on the playoffs? Yeah, no, this is going to be really fun. Um, I, I think the four and five matchups in, in both conferences are going to be really fun. Um, I think... A lot of, not to, sorry, I, I mean, you asked, so this will just come with the territory, but I think a lot of teams were looking forward to playing Charleston just because out of those top four teams, you know, that was the one where you were most kind of thinking, all right, yeah, we could probably do something there. Granted, Charleston are going to sit back for 90 minutes and really make, uh, what is it, New York uh, come to them. Indy. Um, or is it New York? Did I get those backwards? I think it's New York. I think it's New York. You're right. Regardless, it doesn't matter who it is. But, you know, Charleston really, really like to sit back at home, right. you know, and, and make the game all about, all right, well, you know, you're going to tire yourselves out and, and we're going to go from there once you start to get a little bit leggy. Um, that being said, I like that there's an all Pennsylvania matchup. Um, I think Nashville and Cincy will be interesting given that all three of those games were a draw. And um, I think it was after the match, Gary Smith, the Nashville head coach, said that he actually likes their chances a lot. So, um, yeah, and that'll be interesting. And, and Indy and Louisville is a nice little regional rivalry. And uh, those two teams have some history, both in terms of, um, you know, fans and proximity, but as well as there's a couple people that used to work for Indy that work for Louisville and, and all that stuff. So, um, really good slate of matchups is in the East. The Western Conference also a good time. Timbers, too, um, the most improved team in the league. Uh, definitely this year, but maybe ever um, in the playoffs. St. Louis gets in for the first time, and you know you have Orange County on top there, and uh, we get another at least one game of drag by. I'd imagine so. That's nice. Yeah, you. Uh, I was like just looking at the playoffs, and I feel the same way about the Eastern Conference. I thought those are really just good matchups. Like Charleston, New York is interesting, just mm -hmm. based on the way those two teams play. Yeah. Um, how New York can. Sometimes they'll almost score at will, but they can't keep anybody else on the net either. So right. it's like it, that's going to be an interesting. You know, I think our matchups super interesting. Yep. Um, Louisville Indy is going to be a uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. I feel mm -hmm. like. Um, and you know, if if we want Cincinnati to get knocked out in the first round like they're supposed to, I feel like Nashville's the team to do it. I mean, they you, can. Uh, you could have definitely picked. 
better teams for them to play where I think uh, a lot of people that don't necessarily have a horse in that race but like to err on the side of schadenfreude would have been a little, all right, well, they get a first-round win. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we've said that the last two years, too, so who knows? Yeah, so I feel like Nashville's a good good matchup for them. I think and that's, that's I mean, that's just, those are both good teams with a good bit of payroll, so that's nice that they... Uh, yeah. They draw each other. Maybe a little it's, unfortunate for Nashville, but I mean, they kind of put themselves in that position by seemingly not knowing how to score goals for like uh, yeah. months at a time. Yeah, you know, and maybe 10 years from now, we'll see that matchup in the MLS playoffs. Yeah. Who knows? Why you not? Know. So I think that's interesting. I felt bad for St. Louis, though. You know, I mean, that's Western Conference life, but I feel bad for St. Louis having to go all the way to California for their first round matchup. But um, They've actually played well against Orange County. I think they've they've drawn all their games as well. Yeah. Um. And to be fair to Phil, uh, and well, and, I mean, everyone in St. Louis, uh, the St. Louisans, and, and just, you know, your, your average fans out there, um, after getting jocked around a little bit by the league and switching conferences, uh, what, two years running or so, three years running? Probably four, counting next been, year. Yeah, probably. But for a team that's been ninth place, I think, the last two years, for them to finally get in, um, you know, just happy for everyone involved and, and uh, glad that Tony Poulos is, is putting together a nice little project out there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, going to be an interesting playoff season, but uh, we'll see. So let's talk about the game this weekend. Let's I feel play. like we're looking at an interesting game like we have for every other time we've played, but uh, Steel come in having gone unbeaten since they lost to Pittsburgh in September going 2-0-2. <laughs> uh, the Hounds come in at 0-1-3 having... <laughs> lost or tied every game since beating Indy on September 22nd. If you go back to the game against the Hounds or against Steel, uh, the Hounds are 1-1 and 3. So, mm. I think there's a lot of things that we can talk about in there. So, where do you want to start? Oh, man. Um Yeah, I well, actually, so we'll start with this be, because I asked you to do a little homework because I just found out the other day the answer to this. So we'll start with the experience for the Hounds versus the young players for Bethlehem. Sure. Um, now, Justin, I asked you, you to, try to, to try to find the player with the most postseason, and that's MLS included, NCAA included, uh, that's currently on the Bethlehem Steel right now. Do you, do you have a guess? Yes. So okay. I have two. I have right. two. You but I'm gonna go with my first one. Sure. No, no, no. Good. Um, I have both. Okay. So my first one would be Drew Scundridge. Mm. Am I not right about? No, that? you are correct. Actually, no, okay. you're, you're you're entirely correct. Good. Okay. Man. My second one would have been Brendan Aubrey. So I don't know if also got the also a good point. Yeah. 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 It, but no, it's it's true. But I why uh, like when I saw this Gundrich has won three NCAA championships, I was like probably the most experienced. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was that's an interesting thought. It is. That. There's actually uh, a lot of guys with really good college pedigrees. Yeah, there uh, are. Aubrey's another one. Omar Holness won a title with North Carolina. So, um, not a lot of USL experience. Like no. the the phrase "rookie Drew Scundrich has the most postseason experience" is a totally a legitimate phrase. Um. But, you know, there is guys, uh, obviously, in the organization that have been around, yeah. um, you know, for, for long enough that they know Steele got smacked by Louisville. Um, Matt Real, Derek Jones, uh, Anthony Fontana was there, which is 
stupid. Um, <laughs> Jake McGuire, John McCarthy, Tomas Romero, another one that's really dumb because he's like 17. Um, you know, and and even first team guys, uh, Josh Yarrow, you know, and yeah. um, obviously the captain, James Chambers, who was on that team, is like the only USL contracted guy. Uh, well, and, and Nanko and more. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot of experience in the traditional sense for us, but I, I think this is one of those things where everyone in the organization understands what this means. Oh, sure. Which is interesting. Sure. And that's what I would try. Like, that's what I think is interesting about this game is yeah. like you guys were there last year and like understand what it means to be in the playoffs. Understood what yeah, that and game got, got really just spanked by Louisville. Um, right. Like, I, you know, it's one of those things where if you talk to anyone who's played like at Nippert for the first time at Cincinnati or against Louisville or even, you know, just in the USL playoffs for the first time on a road game, you can't prepare for that in any other way besides doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's one of those things where you really can't prepare for 20,000 people or 10,000 people or whatever just yelling at you for 90 minutes, right. you know, and, and the elevated stakes and the winner go home thing. Because if there's a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys in your team that have been through Europe, well, they don't really have playoffs it's not right um like uh like uh, plug myself i did a, a pretty decent interview with james chambers for the usl show last week and we were kind of talking about that where you know in ireland and england and everything sure you have your fa cups or your your domestic cups where it's one and done but you're not playing 34 games and then doing that yeah exactly you know you're you're playing 10 games and oh hey here's a, a break and everyone gets to play this and then you do it again and so um yeah, it's a it's a really interesting experience. And sure, you have guys in your team like you know Zemanski and uh, Joe Greenspan and you know Canardo Forbes and, and guys like that who have been there, who have MLS experience, and that's great. But you know the USL playoffs are a completely different beast. Yeah, and I think that's what I think is interesting. It's like so like Forbes and Francois obviously have been on Bob Lilly teams, mm. so they I mean they've been there with Rochester. They've been right you know, in that position before with Rochester. I think what's it like, what's interesting for somebody like Greenspan is yes, he was on an MLS team, but like a terrible MLS team. at right, that. Not a very good one. Yeah. Right. So the playoffs were never there. Now you look at Zemanski and you say, okay, he was on that 2015 Portland Timbers, you know, cup winning team. MLS cup winning team. Yeah. But you know, what was his, I don't know what his involvement with that team was. You know, I don't know. Mm. Like, I didn't do enough research to see how many games he started, how many games he played. Did he play in the final? Did he not play in the final? So does he under, does he really understand what that is? Or is it just mm. a thing that he's like, I've done it, but I wasn't on that team. Mm. Um, I think I look at your roster too, and you look at a guy like John McCarthy. Well, mm. I mean, that dude's played some open cup games. Like he, he knows well, what. One and done games look like in the midst of a season, you know, and not that it's a given that he plays. I imagine he probably won't, given what the first team are doing. But that's a Riverhound, or sorry, yeah. he was he was a Rhino with with Lily, yeah, uh, almost in a past life as far as the lifespan of American soccer goes. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, he was he was there, so. Um, yeah, I it is really interesting because we do have guys with some 
experience, you know, and, and things like that. But it's it's definitely not the same for sure. What do you make of? Um, I think another like thought that I had is just the form of both teams. So I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, the Steelers will come in at two zero and two or the last two games. Your two wins are against the worst two teams in the league. Your two ties are against decent teams. And like the Riverhounds, like yes, they come in at zero one and three. Their losses against Cincinnati, their three ties are against I don't know decent teams hmm. you know like they're against playoff teams they're not against you know the bottom half of the table so i'm wondering like do you think like do you think that matters in this game or is it like new season new thing it doesn't matter the form because it's one and done um it's a bit of both right so it's always going to be easier and it's always going to feel a little better if you go into the playoffs on a high um, but, you know, to look at it for anything more than the last maybe two games of the season is a little strange. Sure. Um, you know, so, you know, the month isn't too bad, but you want to go in on a high note, right? So yeah. like for Bethlehem, you had two chances to clinch playoff. Well, more or less clinch the playoffs against Ottawa and then against Indy and you drew both those um, which the game before that you beat Toronto FC 2 for nothing but then um, you know last weekend on Sunday you get a 1-0 win against Tampa it was a really sloppy game the field was in really bad shape because Lehigh just had their homecoming um, the day before it was physical because for whatever reason Tampa and Bethlehem just really don't get along Um but they grind out a win. They get their first win ever against Tampa. And then I know for a fact that really the the big sticking point is, okay, well, we don't want to get smacked by Louisville again because we came into that game with our pants down more or less and we got a little starry-eyed and we weren't up for it. And then, by all accounts, the team talk after we lost 4-1 to Pittsburgh was brutal because... I think by any stretch of the imagination, that probably shouldn't have been the scoreline. Really? Like, I like I think we were expecting a Pittsburgh win in that one, but 4-1 is a little suspect, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to prove. Um, and I, I think what's nice is that you can totally just disregard the entire regular season, and that's all that matters. And I think there's still enough for, for each team to chew on yeah to you know really try to make a run at this where for a team like bethlehem or for a team like indy or you know for one of those teams or in the western conference you know uh, st louis you know those eight those seven those six seeds where it's what's the worst that happens because we right. come out we take a swing if it works great if it doesn't at least we gave the team a fight you know um and for pittsburgh okay well we're in the playoffs now and we have Bob Lilly, and we're at home, and we have a three seed, and we're going to try to pack the stadium, and there's more seats now, and you know we think we can take something out of Cincy. And you know there's a lot for you guys to be optimistic about. Um, oh, sure. And I think that's really where it's dangerous, because both of these teams are going to go, all right, well, you know, we got to come in here, and we got to play a full 90 minutes or you know 130 minutes or whatever it ends up being. 
Um, but it's for two completely different reasons, and that's always really an interesting yeah. case study as well. I think it's always in, it, like what's interesting to me about these games and like what I feel about Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is at their best when a team comes out and attacks them. Mm. Like when a team comes out and has to win the game, right? That's when Pittsburgh's their best. Yeah. And I feel like for the majority of the last half of the season, especially at Highmark, teams mm. are coming in satisfied with the draw. They wanted to come in right. and get a point. Yeah. And so if they scored first or if we scored first, they would attack for a little while, try to get a goal. And then it was like, okay, we'll just settle into this game and mm. kind of defend. Right. Um, and I feel like that's when that's not when Pittsburgh's the best. So I feel like what could happen in these games is if they if a team comes out and starts to attack and we can hit on a counter, we can hit on a fast break, we can hit on something, you know, on just a weird play or something else, mm -hmm. then we can be at our best. So I think that's, you know, for any playoff game, I think that's what's going to be interesting about that game that type of game is it's right. just different like you can't just come in and settle for a draw um unless you feel really good about your penalty takers mm. which pittsburgh doesn't so like well and that's the only time lily ever loses in the playoffs yeah so well that's because he doesn't know how to put the right pk taker up there at for any real. given time so i think there's like you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because I think both teams have to kind of attack this game, but for two different reasons. Like, yes, okay. Bethlehem doesn't have anything to lose. Pittsburgh yeah. has something to prove and yeah. wants to prove something against some of these other teams. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, I think it's interesting because I think we beat, like, looking at the next round. I mean, I think we beat Louisville in a weird game there. So if we have to go there again, um, you know, I think there's going to be something to prove of like, yeah, we actually are better than you. Yeah. Uh, well, and if, if, if New York comes to town, I think we have something to prove because we just lost. So right. I think it's like either way, yeah. we have something to prove. So I think we're going to want to, you know, I think the guys are going to want to get to the next round, mm -hmm. whatever it takes. For sure. So not that you, not that, you know, Steel doesn't, but I got you. I got you. How do you, how do you, uh, maybe just another question about form? I mean, so since September 7th, you know, when we played last, you guys yep. have played four games. We've played six. Yeah. Do you feel like that benefits Steel? Do you feel like that's been good to not have as quite as many games um, as some of these other teams? Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's tricky because, you know, we've kept a pretty good bill of health all season, um, sure. which, you know, part of that is luck. And, and then a part of that is you have a pretty good staff to, to do that. Um, Akira's, uh, you know. A is a lovely person and then just very good at his job. Um, but um, yeah, you know, so if it was one of those things where it was like, oh, you know, James picked up a knock two weeks ago and now we're here, you know, and um, yeah, I, you know, it's always going to help the team that didn't have to play as many games. Um, yeah. But at the same time, and, and to be fair, Bethlehem are already in Pittsburgh as yeah. of this morning. So um the travel is not going to be as much of an issue nor is the field um yeah. so you know i mean it helps because you guys have a home field but maybe there's a little bit of, of wear and tear or a little bit of tired legs from you guys i mean i don't know and i don't want to speak yeah. to that obviously because it's not fair um but yeah i mean you know logically i guess you can deduce that there might be something there but at the same time i think with the way pittsburgh tends to play um like you said you know a lot of times it's 
what Charleston does, but maybe less extreme where it's okay. You're going to come to us. Yeah. Um, and like Kev said on Mongols on, uh, on Monday, second half of the season kind of felt like it was a different team. So yep. it'll be weird to see which one shows up in the playoffs, but you know, I imagine. And, and like he said, it's, it's also strange because you don't want to go, all right, well that didn't work. Let's, let's go back to that other thing. Um, but I think you're going to get that first half of yeah. the season team where it's we're going to sit back just because I think everyone knows a little bit better what that requires them to do. Yeah, And it's sure. a lot easier to manage a game when you don't go from, okay, attack and press a little bit and, you know, get the wing backs up and things like that. And then to go and play, all right, well, we're going to park it like we're Manchester United or whatever. Um, so we'll see. I don't want to do anything like Manchester United. Oh, I know. I, no one does. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, on our side, one mm -hmm. to see the lineup that we put out there, and then what Same. kind of I game we play. What kind of game we play, and I think, yeah. and I think the union organization, the Philadelphia organization, has an interesting like has some decisions to make this weekend too. Of like, who do they take to New York? Um, who do bit. they, you know, or who do they keep in Philly, and who do yeah. they send? You know, who have they sent to Pittsburgh? So. so um, a couple thoughts on that because I've seen the the uh, playoff roster. Um, one the the fun stat, the really fun stat is is because I, I you know if people have heard me on the show before, or hear me on the USL show or whatever, um, or just hear about Steel in general, everyone always likes to talk about well you know or have heard anything from Brendan Burke even. Well, our lineup changes you know yeah. all the time. And you go, all right, that's cool. But like, how true is that actually? Well, my friends, uh, Bethlehem Steel played 34 matches this season and had 34 different starting 11s. Yeah. Bethlehem Steel have played 100 matches ever and have had 98 different starting 11s. Wow. That's insane. That is insane. That's insane. So yeah, when I tell people, I don't know what our lineup's going to be, I don't know what our lineup's going to be. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um. The union players on the Bethlehem Steel playoff roster. John McCarthy, Olivier Mbizo, Derek Jones, Fabian Herbers, Josh Yarrow, Marcus Epps, Anthony Fontana, Jake McGuire, Adam Neum, Matt Real. And that's it. Evan Rose, Corey Burke only played four games in USL, not eligible. Not like he was going to come down anyway because he's been tearing <laughs> it up for the first team. Yeah. But just so you know, not going to happen. Um, and, and, you know, does the union playing Red Bull and then New York City FC affect steel? Um, no, especially because they're there now. No. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where for all the talk about, you know, we're, we're the sixth seed and they had the most successful year in team history and everything like that, you know. The results are great, and it's a lot easier to develop players when they develop a winning habit. Sure, but yeah. end of the day, the first team's still more important. Sure. Because yeah. that's your most outward-facing property and your most outward-facing product and, and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's a weird spot, and it's crazy to me that, you know, Bethlehem have never lost with Benefimu in their in their roster who yeah. just turned 18 last week and he's a monster of a man and and you know for for as nice as it would be to have you know uh, Corey and and 
Derek Jones and, um, you know, Josh Yarrow and, and all those guys, the amount of teenagers yeah. that are able to come into this team and, you know, play lights out is insane. Sure. You know, like Michi Galina and Ferris are only like 17 and 18 and Galina's got six goals in like, you know, half a season. Oh yeah. Um, and, and Ferris is another guy where sure it helps that there's not a lot of footage on him, but you watch him play and there's not a whole lot you can do about him. Yeah. So, right. um, like, yeah, would it be nice to have, you know, nine first team guys or whatever? Yeah. But you know, I think the kids are fine. And I think that the more USL guys that you have in the 11 or in the 18, they're going to know firsthand what it's going to feel like, you know, sure. they're the guys that have been like, all right, well, you know, since that loss in September, we got to go in there. And if we get Pittsburgh in the playoffs, we got to punch them in the face. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a weird toss up, but yeah, I, you know, short answer union playing effects steel roster. Not really. No. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't think necessarily that true, but it, could be interesting to see who we see from that roster um if anybody but like i said i mean i think what this deal approved this season is you don't need those guys Um, you can win with the guys you have signed to your roster yeah um and and they proved and I, i think this is more looking at it over the the three years they've existed is the cultures changed and not like drastically but it's changed so that you know, everybody in the first team gets it now because, you know, what everybody except for Bedoya and Burke and, you know, like the DP guys and the number one keeper have probably been in Bethlehem at some point. Sure. You know, yeah. um, so even with those MLS guys, it's like, you know, they get it. And those guys aren't going to train lighter just because there's USL guys and Academy kids there, you know? So, oh, sure. Um, they've definitely found a nice sweet spot in that, okay, you know, the results aren't paramount, but everyone gets that this is what this is. And this is why we would much rather win. Sure. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's going to be a cold, rainy Saturday. Cold, at least. If the rain happens or not, we'll see. But it looks like it's going to be a chilly night. Um, So we'll see how that affects the game. I think... Just looking at some stats overall that I thought were interesting. Um, you look goals over the course of the season. Bethlehem has Pittsburgh 56 to 47. Look at conceded goals. Pittsburgh has only given up 26. Hounds or uh, Steel given up 41. Uh, passing percentages. Uh, Bethlehem has Pittsburgh by 4%, 75 to 71. And um, Yellows, Bethlehem leads 59 to 38. But I, I just think uh, all that to say, I'm not sure, like, you know, I think you hear this language a lot from coaches and players. Like, you get to the playoffs and none of that really matters. I mean, it's it doesn't really matter what you've done over the course of the season. It's what you do in the playoffs that matter. Uh, and so I think this game is just going to be interesting for that. I mean, Steele can definitely score more than Pittsburgh can. Um, Pittsburgh seems to have a better defense over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it, but that, I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's what you do in this game, not what right. you've done yep. over the course of the season. So. Uh, let's get to it. I mean, what do you, what do you see as keys to the game and, uh, important kind of things to watch for on Saturday? Um, like remember how bad that Pittsburgh game was when you're practicing this week, if you're Bethlehem, right. And really, I, I think more than anything, what got to the guys was just how different that field is. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I'll just say it for the worse than a lot of other surfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense when you've only been on it. It is, which which makes sense when you've only been on it for a day or whatever, you know. Um, and I think it's funny because I think the top three seeds in the Eastern Conference have the most difficult surfaces to play on. Uh, Louisville and Pittsburgh, literally the ground is weird. And since he, you know, it's 20,000 people. Um, but now that you're there and you get to train on it for what, you know, two and a half days or so before you play, you'll have a little bit better of an idea of what it's going to do. Um, and then beside that, you know, come out and play like, you know, you can really, um, You've you've beaten Tampa. You've always played Cincy well. There's no reason for you to lose four one in the playoffs again or to Pittsburgh again. Um, you know, just because I don't think that scoreline does the um, I don't know, lack of space and quality between the two teams, which is a really bizarre way to say that justice. Um. And then I don't think Pittsburgh are a, a three goals better than Bethlehem kind of thing. Um, but for Steele, you know, you want to use that like maybe a little bit of rest and that you've played less games and use that youth and, and you know, the creativity and some of those things you have to your advantage in the first half and, and you know, try to come out and, and get a stunner. Um, and then I don't think you're going to out defend or out sit back against Pittsburgh. So if they can keep the throttle on a little bit for about call it 70 minutes, you might be able to steal something Um, for Pittsburgh. You're the three seed. You've proven to everyone that you're the real deal. Just play like it. Yeah. You know, cause there's a lot of guys that um, haven't really been in, even the experienced guys haven't really been in a position where, you know, you should be making it to the conference semifinal at this point. So um, if Pittsburgh just plays like, you know, they've proven they can and that their fans know they can. And if Highmark has, you know, the max amount of people and that gets to be a really good atmosphere and, you know, for whatever reason, the Pennsylvania railroad sends about five trains through there, then, you know, it's, it's going to be a good night for them. It would be nice if we spent sent five trains through. I think that'd be a little. I don't think that's necessarily little, feasible, but no. uh, you know, exactly. Right, maybe yeah. that's just a free idea for you guys. <laughs> uh, did you hear about our train horn? We actually Steel Army actually bought a train horn from somewhere, so they have an oxygen tank with this train horn that they now that's part of our goal celebration. Okay, I was gonna say, is that just like a random thing? Because I don't know how. No, it's a it's a goal celebration okay. thing now. That's but funny. it yeah. it was just like funny because these guys were like talking about how they got somebody's friend had this train horn and yeah. so now they have train horn. It's like a, a lot shorter version of we bought a zoo, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Exactly. Great. So I think yeah, I mean I, my keys are my keys are very similar, and I just think for Pittsburgh, you have to like you have to in a weird way, like you have to remember the better days of this season. That, yeah, that is weird, isn't it? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't want to say the second half of the season was bad. I think we were trying some different things. I think when you lose a guy like Kevin yeah, finishing, Kerlong. Listen, finishing third place is not a, a bad, regardless no, of it's, how you, you get no, there, right? It's, it's not. And that's why I'm like, it's a little bit of like, I know we probably could have done better mm-hmm. just based on the results in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But you you look at third place and you think okay 11th last year or 12th or whatever we were last year right. and we jumped up to third like 
nah, you got to take you got to take what it is. But I think you have to like I think you have to look back and remember the better days. I mean, like you think about like I think about our three, you know, our three games against Cincy this season. Mm-hmm. And like outside of the Open Cup game, I mean, we had them on the ropes all three games. Yep. Like you know, we were leading one nothing in the 80th minute there, you know, late in the season. And then they bring Adi on and Adi does what Adi does. You know, and I think that's just, uh, yeah, you yeah. got a little unlucky in that game. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, at the beginning of the season, we went there and got a 2-2 draw. I mean, and we were up 2-1 to one and could have won that game. So, I think there's like, we've done what we've had to do against Cincy. Hmm. We've done, you know, you think about Louisville. We, you know... Yeah, we lost, but like, yeah, but we beat them there. There's not so a whole I, lot of teams that get anything out of that. Yeah, but we beat them there and like right. got three points there on their yeah. surface. So I think like we've done what, you know, and Charleston's been our worst matchup all season, but like out of the top four. So mm. I think that's just the reality. I mean, I think it's because Charleston and Pittsburgh play two similar of styles, you know, and so it's hard. You know, Nashville's another one that too similar of style but i think mm-hmm. for the majority of teams in this league we've we've at least got one result that we go yeah we can beat that team um mm. and so i look at it and i say like we just have to remember those days and what we did against those teams you know we have to remember <laughs> that in the same way that you guys have to look back on that 4-1 win and say that's not what we deserved we can look back on it and say mm. we did i mean we did that whether right, we deserved right. it or not we won four to one so yeah, wh- we have to play was, the way we could, you know. You know, whether that was the one time out of 10 or the one time yeah. out of 100 or, or whatever it may be, it happened for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not like, well, that shouldn't have happened. And yeah. there is no reason on earth that that, you know, ended that way. Yeah. Um, was there a good reason it happened? No, but it happened. And, yeah. and yeah, you know, and I think you look at it and for as much as you want to look at the, oh, you know, and then we, we, blasted richmond for nothing or whatever like you also have to look at the weird ones where it's like oh you know we uh we got a weird win in louisville because you don't have to win pretty in the playoffs no you don't you don't you just have to win it yeah so you know for as much as you want to look at your games against toronto fc2 or whatever where you you smack them for nothing and you might want to look at the game you know where you get a red card and go down a man and finish 2-2 against indy in like the worst officiated game i've ever seen in my life (laughs) um if i was a riverhounds fan uh you know that that game (laughs) yeah that that would be one where i'd be like well we can do that like yeah and that was a way yeah, exactly. Might be able to, you know, even if we don't come out and play our best, there's always a chance. Yeah, you and know, that's, and I, I, that's that should just be the USL Cup slogan. There's always I, a chance. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might not be the best, but like, there's always a chance. So you say, and there's a chance, right? Yeah, basically. Um. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like Pittsburgh is where they are because mm-hmm. that's where they deserve to be. I mean, they've won the games they needed to this season for the most part. They've drawn, you know, we've drawn a lot, but some of those draws were hard earned draws. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, Louisville is beating us two nothing in the 80th minute and we end up drawing that game. Like those are, that's a hard earned draw. Like, so I think there's just the, that's just the reality is like we are, and we finished in the top four. So we are one of the top four best teams this year in the USL. So we need to play like that in the playoffs. I think the other thing is, I hope that they come out with a little bit of chip on their shoulder of like, mm. I don't know. I don't know what the instructions were from Lily in that game against New York last week. I don't yeah. know if it was like, 
let's just go play a game, but like, who cares what happens in the end of this game? You know, I don't know. It was a weird spot, right? Because at that point, like, you know, you're not getting second. Yeah. So what? what you... And it only matters for New York what happens in that game. So it's right. like, and it's probably better that we don't beat them because we probably don't want to play them two weeks in a row. Like, you you don't want to play a team two weeks in a row, I don't feel like. So I feel like that's just like, it was a weird, yeah, it was a really weird spot. So I don't know, but I hope they come out with a little bit of chip on their shoulder because I feel like that was pretty much the starting lineup that I want to see out of Lily almost mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. And like, but we lost two to one. So right, right. how do you, you know, how do you justify that? And I hope those, so I hope those guys come out with a little bit of chip on their shoulder of like, sure, that was not okay that we lost last week. So yeah. Um, so I hope that happens. I mean, I feel like, yeah, but I feel like the same for Seal. Like, there's always a chance. And, you know, we've seen since you get beat in the playoffs after having really good seasons, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think it's the reality is the Riverhounds can't sit there and be like, oh, yeah, we got third, so we're awesome. You know, they right, still have to right. take Steel seriously as an opponent. Right. And they still have to win the game. Yeah. So. All right, so I don't know if you do you do you feel like you're jinxing it by giving a prediction, or do you want to? Uh, no, you know, do you want to I mean, take a prediction? The odds of us being right, really? <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I I'll go first on this please. one. I made you go first on every other question tonight. I mean, you know, I don't think this is going to change my opinion. It's my but, podcast. But feel feel free. Uh, I think so. I feel like a two-one win for the Hounds is like the one of the more likely results. Yeah. I think we. I think it's yeah. I mean, a lot of our guys just don't have experience in the USL playoffs. I mean, I feel like some of them are Bob Lilly guys, but who knows? You know, Dan Lynn was not starting in the playoffs last year. Right. So how do you? You know, there's a difference when you're starting versus sitting on the bench. So I think there's a you know, two-one is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um I uh, I mean you could say Pittsburgh win my chain on that one. No, I'm not. Just to get me I'm to not. say okay, No, great. I'm not. I'm really not. Okay, great. Uh no, but you know, like realistically I think you could say that Pittsburgh winning 1-0 is a totally plausible scenario. Pittsburgh winning 2-0 is a totally plausible scenario. Pittsburgh winning two to one is a really plausible scenario or kind of any subset of that herein. <laughs> um, my like totally ridiculous thing that could happen and you could sort of see it just given the style of soccer these two teams like to play. If Steel get caught with their pants down again, Pittsburgh could hang four on them and it could be a repeat of Louisville. At the same time, if Pittsburgh gets distracted looking at the next round matchup or just comes out and a little flat or whatever. Cause who knows, right? <laughs> like you could plan exactly every scenario in the world. And if for whatever reason you have a couple guys that just can't get up for it, which there's no excuse for that, by the way, and it probably won't happen, but you know, if a couple guys have an off night or whatever, or uh, um, you know, this, that, and the third steel could put three on them. Uh, all that to say, um, I think uh, two to one hounds is probably the safest bet. Uh, my heart says there's a weird one nil win for Steel to have here somewhere, 
But I think that would come down more to Pittsburgh being unlucky and not finishing chances than anything else. Which we've been known to do. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think right. there's, you know, there's always, there's always, there's so many variables in this game for me. And just like, even on, yeah. just, just, and not even including steel in that thing. There's right. just so right. many variables on the Pittsburgh side that I'm just like, really? I just uh, don't, I just just don't because know. I know both teams are going to be listening. Just play some good soccer for us, please. Yeah, really, really. And and we'll be fine. I'll live. Yeah. <laughs> You'll live. I promise. No one's going to die. So It'll I have to fun. tell you, I have to tell you a story. And this will like, this is just funny for probably most of our listeners too. So uh, one of our listeners, Matt Polanski, um, who is, I know him. Yeah. Who is decently, new to the soccer world um who has tried to follow lafc this year um but can't really find like a uh, can't really find an attachment to that team because they're on the west coast and all their games are at 11 p.m and you know yeah, it's just yeah. hard uh Pittsburgh so, and los angeles do not strike me as similar cities right but I, I right so he was trying to figure out okay what's a new like what team like what team can I follow anyway? So he text he texted me or Facebook messaged me this week and said, "How do you deal with being a Union fan and a Riverhounds fan, knowing that Bethlehem Steel is like part of the USL?" And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, it's pretty easy for me. I hope the Steel do really well, except against the Riverhounds. <laughs> like, yeah, and even against yeah, the Riverhounds, really... I want the I want the Steel to have a fantastic game. I want their players to be awesome. I want the like I want the game to be a super good game." you know, and these yeah. teams to go at it and score goals and everything else. Ultimately, I want Pittsburgh to win because I support my local club, you know, as we say in the, try to say in the U.S. Uh, right. But the reality is, you know, and so I think he was looking at D.C. Oh, but he was looking at D.C. and trying to figure out how do I deal with Loudon being in the USL next year? <laughs> and I'm like, it's pretty easy. You hope that Loudon does really well and that they're players are good but like yeah it's the same concept across the board really yeah you know you could be oh uh how do i become a seattle sounders fan and deal with s2 being in the usl or whatever like it's the same idea just hope that kids play really well and that you 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 know like you go oh well you know if you are a galaxy fan like oh efren alvarez is really good or you know whatever and and then just hope they don't beat your team yeah, exactly. So it was just a funny, funny story that happened this week. So, I like that a lot. well, the uh, the game, the the Hounds' first home playoff game in Highmark history is this Saturday night at seven p.m. Steel Army tailgate starts at one p.m. Good uh, the new Steel Army seats are installed for the game, so we need the biggest crowd we can that. there. I'm excited about that. Sort of. Lots of other things. Tuffy's having a tailgate. Moses having a tailgate. Dollar beers as always, a gold out, terrible towels being handed out, all of that coming on Saturday night. So if you're in Pittsburgh and you uh, can't figure out what to do on Saturday night, please be down at Highmark. It'll be a fun atmosphere and a fun game no matter what happens. And there's not many tickets left, so get down there. But thanks, Evan, for joining us today. I know you always have some socials you want to plug and uh, stuff happening on your end of of the world. Um, So... Not only do I cover Bethlehem Steel, um, I, I try to I, more often than not successfully cover the rest of the league um, with a, a lot of help from a lot of soccer friends of mine. 
Um, it's called the USL Show. You can find us at the USL Show on Twitter uh, or the USL Show.com also works. Uh, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network of Podcast. I said on our show on Monday that Mike Sparks is not literally the reason I'm doing soccer, but he's 80% of the reason I'm doing a podcast right now. So that's neat. Um, so many thanks to him. He hates when I talk about him like this. So I keep doing it. Um, yeah, and uh, actually, we have a special episode coming tomorrow night for Friday release. I think we're going to live stream it, too, but I'll confirm that when we get there. With uh, the voice of the USL, Mike Watts, who has been uh, so kind to join us for a season preview way back in March uh, and is going to do that again for the playoffs here tomorrow night. So that'll be a good time. Um, always nice to tell you that uh, you're wrong. Um so that'll be fun. If you want to hear more of me or see more of me or whatever on a personal level, on the Twitter is I'm at speak Evan speak, which is like I changed that, that and it was a really good decision because I really like that Twitter handle. Um, so yeah, other than that, check out the rest of the Beautiful Game Network of podcasts because there's way too many of them. Um, shout out to friend of the show and friend of mine hugh roberts nice to see you getting some love from the pittsburgh penguins the other night that was weird yeah um but good for you and uh take the night off on, on saturday man because i don't <laughs> either either like don't play and lose or play and win and then win the cup and like let me touch it or something i don't know all right sounds good yeah we'll great. see we'll see what happens great well thanks for listening like like Evan ruined my next uh, announcement here. Go and uh, check out the rest of the BGN fam. Lots of lots of great I'm podcasts sorry, out I'm there. I get in the thing, you know. And for uh, great news around the league, check out Evan on the USL show. Uh, weekly yeah. show gives a great roundup from all around the league. And this week, you only have eight games to talk about. So listen, be able to dig in, dig in how a much more. easier it was when we just started really honing in on the playoff teams or, or yeah. playoff adjacent teams, because like. You know, I we need to be fair to everybody, um, but it's it's difficult to try to keep that thing under an hour and a half every week. Partly because we get into tangents, much like you and I get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I appreciate the kind words from everybody. Um, thanks to we've had a lot of you guys on this yeah. show, which has been great. Um, and and really just like, um, I should really let you finish your own bloody podcast that's, that's why i started there because i haven't been on the usl show yet but we'll, you've not i know i'm sorry we're gonna we'll do exit interviews back. with everybody and and i'll i'll see if i can't change that yeah but uh um, and i don't want to ruin too much but we've got something in the works too so if you enjoyed these conversations you gotta pay attention to I'm evan and i's twitter handles and you'll always see, plotting uh, and scheming things that people don't know about don't worry um yeah. but yeah no i you know and it really speaks to the to the um willingness to collaborate i think for almost everybody in the league is just really special to me um and you know how from a macro level the league has been very welcoming and accommodating and from a club to club level you know i, I haven't had a bad experience with yeah. with any media members uh yeah. that represent their team so um you know it would it wouldn't be what it is without a lot of people liking what we do enough to Absolutely. let us bother them so absolutely um i'm really thankful for that and i i love that there's so many podcasts that cover specific teams uh mongols not only just because i'm on it 
a fair bit and I have been for, for years now, but you guys are, uh, are awesome. And, uh, there's a reason the network has been so successful and that's because Mike has been doing this for yeah. a long time. So well, we appreciate you and appreciate your input into this season and these games. But as always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarves supplier to MLS, USL and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. And uh, thanks for joining us for this first uh, playoff playoff podcast. And we'll see you Saturday night at Highmark.